What's good, podcast fam? It's your boy Jason Craig, aka the friendly neighborhood dreadhead. And today we got a full house. Let me introduce you guys to the lovely Miss Jordan Evans, my boy Adam Sampson, and my other main man, Robbie Abert. What's going on, y'all? How's it going? How's it going? Hey. Yeah, I'm good, you know, chilling as usual. Man, you still hating them Gen Z kids, man? <laughs> yes. Not a big fan of them. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Well, you're going to be that old, grumpy old man that's on the porch yelling at kids, man. Yeah. Matter of fact, I had to call a one, one kid a uh, protozoa because he was zooming so hard. Oh, you now, are so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, for those of you who don't get that reference, there was this movie called uh, Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. And in it, there was a singer named Protozoa. And one of the parts of his song, he said, zoom, 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 the whole thing. Make my heart go boom, boom. My supernova, girl. Yeah, yeah, that's Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean. You mean, man. Hey, I'm clever. <laughs> no, you mean. <laughs> but anyways. But speaking of me, we talked about some main characters today. We're going to be talking about the uh, show with the most lovable asshole on TV right now, Peacemaker. And, <laughs> and then we're going to segue into uh, probably the most boring superhero out there right now with Naomi. Thanks. I and, agree. And, yeah, we're going to have to talk. You know, since then, I read the comment, we're going to have to talk. And then, yeah, I think we're going to pack up our books and go back to school. I think it's time to go to Euphoria High School, see how them kids get on to you. Yeah, we're going to talk about Euphoria. And then we're going to end it off with a hit show that I really enjoyed in Archive 81. Oh, yeah. Can't wait till season two comes out. And Jordan told told us about the show. So we're going to check it. We we checked it out. We're going to give you all our thoughts on it. And then we're going to have some have a little sports and movie news today. We're going to look at the new Halo trailer that dropped today and during the NFL playoffs. And we're going to talk about Tom Brady. The, oh, the immortal Tom Brady is finally retiring. And we're going to talk about how confused we are that these two trash teams made it to the Super Bowl. But, you know, no, I'm, I'm not going to be like that, guys. I'm with- <laughs> we're not going to talk about that, but we are going to discuss uh, a hiring issue in the NFL. Yep. But without further ado, we're going to get it started with some of our movie reviews. So, we're going to start with this show that I'm trying my best to stick with. <laughs> I'm trying my best, y'all. Y'all know I'm trying. I this, this show is proving me why I hate the CW. I cannot stand the CW because they think that everything just has to be... The one time when they made, supposed to make a teen drama... They make this shit slow and boring. So if y'all don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Naomi. And the episode is called, this episode was episode three, zero to 60. Ironic, right? Because ain't shit was going on in this show. <laughs> right? It was more like zero to six. Man, this some boo. Okay, so, so let's, just, let's just throw it out there. This show is a slow burn. It is a really slow burn. N- none of the characters are really that interesting right now. D, he I. I like Naomi. The friends, they can go to hell. Um, 
Yeah, hell, man, they they're worse side characters than those Harry Potter kids. First of all, I'm a all right. <laughs> all right, we, we gonna, we, all right, we, we're not going to go with that slander, but the mom and dad, they. The mom gotta be something's up with the mom. Either she's a horrible actress or she's an alien. It's the CW. It's the CW. That's all I'm saying. The parents are actually the parents are different. The parents are actually a little different in the comic, but I'll get to that later. Are they more interesting? But me and Adam Carlin. Yes, they actually are. They actually do a lot more interaction with some with um with D in the comics. Like they they actually they really rushed a Naomi and D's relationship. Okay, they really did. Because there's a lot more, there's a lot more to it. So I'm I'm gonna be mad as hell if they literally just change the whole story. If I go when I go and binge watch this whole thing, but I'm just yeah. wait. <laughs> this I don't know. I'm I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you take it off, Adam, because you you were the other person that saw the episode. But this episode, oh my god! <laughs> but then when we finally got a little bit of see what she could do with the powers, she almost killed her and her friend, mm. right? So I'm like, well, and D even told her, look, just don't worry about this shit right now. We're gonna worry about it later. Of course, she didn't listen. Almost got little, almost got the little brown girl killed. Yeah. With the worst security, might I add. Right. And and I'm not gonna lie, Zumbato is just becoming less and less interesting. That's because you don't say or do nothing. He, that's the black one, right? Yeah, he's been boring from jump. Yeah, he don't say or do nothing. So, I mean, I mean, in the first episode, at least he seemed more menacing. Now it's like, bro, I ain't even scared of you no more. Well, they don't even. Yeah, they're they're trying to force feed him because the thing is, he he looks nothing like the character in the comic. In fact, in the comic, he looked crazy as hell. Like some, <laughs> I'm not gonna describe. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, crazy as hell in the comic. <laughs> Want to know something ironic though? The actor that plays Zumbato is in Euphoria. He is. He is? Yeah, he's McKay's dad. <gasps> what? Oh, he oh, is. <laughs> well, so it's the material. Look familiar. <laughs> yep. That now y'all know why he looks familiar. He's in Euphoria. That's wow. Funny. That's funny. So he getting HBO. Well, damn. It's, I'm so disappointed because as a black girl. As an Ava DuVernay fan, I was expecting so much more. And it's just, it was so boring. I forgot to watch it this week. Like, it is boring, babe. Well, like, well, like what me and Robbie have been saying, this should never have been a thing so soon because this shit only has one comic book arc. It is one story. Yeah. Like, it literally, this it is the origin. We we are legit watching the, we are legit watching. The first and only comic that they got. Yeah, it's right. only been around for three years. And I enjoyed the comic, but this this show, they should have waited until like something more iconic came out. You know, because there's a lot more. She does a lot more stuff along with like the Young Justice team. If y'all have wa- if, if y'all have watched Young Justice, like she's part of that team as well. So it's mm-hmm. it, I don't know what they just they they rushed it. It was it's too soon. I think they just wanted a black female. Yep. You know, younger, and that's great, and that's a good thing, but they should have got a better writer's room. Like, even if they only had one piece of source material, if the writers are good enough, they can flesh that shit out and make it work, and this just isn't it. Well, I can't agree with that, because there's not much that, there's not much with Naomi, like... like right, that's, that's how I feel, too. It's like, they ain't much with it. 
Like, I just, oh, my, CW, I fucking hate you. Well, you can't blame them because All American is good. No, so no. All of no, All American had his lows too. Like, like All American. This is low, man. This is low. Well, no, <laughs> trust me. Well, but but Jordan, this is what I said in the last podcast. I think CW is just trying to cash in on the black girl magic thing since it's hot right now, and I, I think that's it, why man. they rushed this show. No, CW has always been liberal. I've been dealing with this shit for twelve years. <laughs> they them being liberal has hurt them. <laughs> Because they just try to force feed it instead of it being natural. I fucking hate the CW. It made me hate Batwoman, and I love Batwoman. And I'm starting to hate this little black chick, and I don't want to because Naomi seems like a cool character. Yeah. CW, fuck you. I, I have to agree with Adam. I think they're trying to cast. That's why they pulled Avon to the project. You know, and she don't even deal with superhero anything. So right. I, I'm, I'm here for what they're trying to do, but it's not being executed well. Because I don't trust the CW. I don't think no, it is the CW. The Flash is okay. No, hey, Robbie. Uh, I haven't seen the new up this new season of The Flash. Well, I mean, we watched it. We throw back. We just not starting. Yeah, y'all in season three. Shit go off the rail. Season four, five, or something. All I gotta say is two is two things, guys: lightsabers and uh, Power Rangers. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> that last season was Shit. bad. That I, last season was really bad. And I hate <laughs> ooh, and I hate the CW because y'all made me because I chose Naomi over Superman Lois. I think you know what? I'm gonna review this. This might be good. I fucking hate you, CW. I and, hate and you. you know what else I hate about CW is they'll make you fall in love with a show and then just turn it to shit. Black lightning. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, come on, man! Like I love this show, man. Why did y'all keep this show good? Like I said, <laughs> like I said, me and Robbie just been burned by the CW so much. It don't even phase us when something's bad no more. Sorry, yeah, and, and I have to take a break, even though even though I still enjoyed Legends of Tomorrow because it actually maintained the same you know consistent tone, and they actually embrace all the silliness because they make it fun, right? Even yeah. the actors are having fun with Legends of Tomorrow. I enjoyed, but I had to take a break from it because. There was just so much coming out. I'm like, okay, let me step back. I need something. I need to watch something different. And then, the I, fact, yeah. And then the fact about it is, like, they kind of shot themselves in the foot in this air. Well, it's camera be called the Arrowverse, and we all know why. Mm-hmm. But you can't really. There's not much you could like. Everybody just felt like it was done once you once you did that big crossover event with Crisis. So right. I, th- I think that's what they're suffering from too. But yeah, this show. I, I look, right now we got new rate. We working on new rate system, and right now this is certified salty. I damn, I can't do this right now. Right, I I just can't. I'm trying my best. The cinematography is good. Um, the lighting is great. Actors look nice. If I wanted to go. Oh with yeah, they, they clearly <laughs> put some money into this. There's a budget here, but the writing. I'm this one. At the end of the day, if the story is flat, you might as well have shot that on a cell phone. Man. None of that matters. Man, look, I'm telling you right now, if I want to go see see Pretty Less, I go to downtown. I want a good story, and this ain't it. Well, I mean, I'm <laughs> digging the mystery, but the mystery moving too fucking it's slow. Too slow. Just get on with it, mate. Get on with it. But yeah, um, so. <laughs> So, okay, take your job. So, so final words, CW, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> well, no, don't fuck them. Thank you for giving a chance 
no fuck no. superhero. No, hey, fuck hey look, man, I I don't think that helped. And, no. You know, <laughs> advance the no, whole black no. culture. That's what makes you, so, what makes you so, more so mad. I'm with Jason, all the fuck you on that. No, one. that's what makes you more mad. The the past three black heroes we got. Black Lightning was cool, but you canceled him and then wanted to give. Painkiller, a spinoff. Don't you know if that shit's still happening? And then no, it's not. Damn. And, and then you give us, then you give us Batwoman, shit, complete yeah. shit. It yeah. feel like, and then what makes it even worse? It feel like it got worse with the black chick as Batwoman instead of oh, oh, I hate you, the CW. Yeah. Right, it's like they're trying to destroy Black Girl Magic more than keep it around. They're just trying to destroy. Magic. I think they think it's so magic that they don't have to do shit, including get a good story. And my man, you still need that whether we're present or not. So I, I, I applaud them for taking a chance to even do it, but it has to be executed well. Get some black women in that writing room. Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> something. And here's what's so ironic. Like, um, <clears throat> I own the comic, right? The writer of the comic who created Naomi is Brian Michael Bendis, who's a white guy, and is, he has two black adoptive daughters. He created, he's responsible for creating uh, Miles Morales, the black Spider-Man. And, you know, he was saying how, you know, you know, I think we have enough white saviors. Let me do something different. And so that's why, that's what, that's how he, you know, came up with Naomi. So it's not, it's like, you know, you know, at least, you know, people were trying to do something different, but they yeah. waited but they should have waited waited a little longer. I mean, they literally are just starting like Naomi season two, the comic, like right, like as we as we speak, as Brian Michael Bendis is writing it. I just wish that they would have been a little bit more patient. I mean, because there's plenty of um other superheroes they could use. They could bring back Black Lightning if they wanted to. They just need to use a better budget. Hmm. But yeah, just in closing, CW, I hate you and do better. But yeah. on to a DC property that I'm actually enjoying. <laughs> let's get let's see what our good old dumbass friend Peacemaker been getting up to. We have we are at season, I mean season episode four as of right now. Is it four? No, it's, it's five. five. Episode five, five bro. Episode yeah. five. And this episode, I don't know how y'all feel about this episode, but I kind of like how they actually they're actually making making the team or the team the the makeshift team they put together actually start coming together and start liking each other. And it all stemmed from economists putting John Cena daddy in jail. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. But hey, about- man, I'm sorry, but that guy deserves to be in there. Like he, he, even though, hey, he was framed, it's like, bro, you're a true piece of shit. I, I, I'm not, I'm very okay with you being in prison. Oh no, I was I was for him being in prison because he needed to be in prison. He's a racist. Right. He's a racist and he taught his son how to murder people. So yeah, he deserved to be in prison. And his son is traumatized and he probably had to rep- repress his memories from all the all the trauma that he went through, especially with um with how his brother died. Yeah. I mean, he's been Christopher Smith is now oblivious. I mean, we can sit there and say, well, he's not educated in, you know, racism or whatever, right? But that, but at the at the end of the day, the person to blame is his dad for making him that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but I mean, in, in all fairness, though, hey, uh, Peacemaker does have some level of fortitude because he's not a complete racist. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he's still like, sexy. I mean, he, he's a bit he's of a misogynist, sexy. but, you know, he, he, he slightly came out normal-ish as far as attitude goes. All the other extreme shit, no. But as far as, like, his opinions of people, it's like, oh, you know, I, you didn't turn out horrible, horrible, despite your terrible upbringing. And he probably, because he was, ra- he was raised, you know, so fucked up, he probably, you know, obviously he never, admit, he didn't make any friends at all. So that's why he's so, you know, especially in the, in the fifth, I think it was, was it the fifth? Ep- yeah, the fifth episode when he's talking to, um, you know, at a bio and he's like, man, you know, no one's ever treated me like this before. So you can see him, him, you can see his character and his relationships with other people developing, you know, as the series progresses, which is, which is why DC needs to just let James Gunn just write his own shit, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I think they are like, I, I think that they've noticed like, yeah, James, you've come over here and uh saved what, what we got right now. So go ahead and just come back whenever you want to. Yeah, in fact, right. I think he announced another they're supposed to do another um James Gunn said that his next DC he's gonna do another um DC property for uh DC and it's gonna be another suicide squad spinoff. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's good because yeah, because I mean, let's be honest, James Gunn, it really did resurrect Suicide Squad, you know. Yep. Yeah, man. And uh we'll agree to disagree. Oh yeah. What? <laughs> you know what? No, okay. Okay, Gordon. Anyway, Jason, so <laughs> let's talk about the episode. Man, look, so John Cena, he is continues him and him and um I, I forgot the dude's name played Vigilante. They continue to be the stars of the show, especially Vigilante. Vigilante is hilarious. Bye guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> he like man, it, and it's crazy because like he's such a likable, like he's a likable character, but he is psychotic as hell. This man, <laughs> this man is a psychotic, but he has a charming personality. Yeah. Yep. And he's also woke. Oh he yeah. Is. He is. <laughs> you know what I mean? He he ain't uh he he nowhere near the same attitude as a white dragon. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. White yeah, that's dragon. that's John Cena's dad's name yeah, in the comments. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm hey look, I'm gonna just call him that from now on. I'm not gonna <laughs> be up to like peacemaker. I'm just be like, uh, yeah, white dragon. I don't think he actually is I don't think his dad actually is the white dragon. No, no uh, well well no, his dad is no, I think his dad is I think his dad is in the comic. I think so. Like, don't quote me that because I have not, I do not read Charleston comics. That was back in the 60s. I have not read no Charleston comics. <laughs> I was I, I was just doing prior research to it because I was just curious. Well, a lot of people took him to Mandela White Dragon too. Oh. But yeah, but yeah, you know, John Cena daddy piece of shit. Um, Leota, uh, I'm liking um, I'm liking the chick, like uh watching that James Gunn said. He was right when he said that um, that black girl, she's um, she's the heart. She's also the heart of the show, too. Yep. And she does in that last episode. Yeah, she's a really good. Yeah, she does really good. The whole cast, mm-hmm. is, the whole cast just has chemistry. It's funny. I like her, yeah. And it's just really it's just funny that that their way of coming on each other's side was for economists to stab a gorilla in the chest. Right with the with the chainsaw, bro. 
but you know, Vigilante was a little hurt because he wanted to do that. But it's okay. We all they all are friends in the end. Right. And and that group photo was pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, yeah that was that was really nice. That was really nice. I really, I really love that. It also it also changed hardcore too, because she's always been very standoffish, still pretty fucked up with what she did to that uh security guard. You know, that was that was not that was he didn't deserve that. He really didn't deserve that. <laughs> He did not deserve that. But, yeah, he was just doing his job. Yeah, and she, uh, and the thing is, she's gonna have to deal with those consequences at some point. And apparently, there there are whispers out there that there might be a season two. You know, so maybe she she might actually deal with it. But um, well, what do y'all think is gonna be the fate of Waller's daughter? That's I, a great question. I don't think they're gonna kill her. No, nah, I don't like like with that last episode ended. I don't think they're gonna kill her. I think um, what's his name? I think what's his name? He's going to uh, he's going to tell her keep keep her mouth shut or probably let him in on her, let him in on his plan. Let let her in on his plan. Yeah. I feel like that's what's going to happen because I feel like there got to be more to there got to be more to the story since he is a butterfly himself. So why would he want? This, why would he want this little ragtag team with Peacemaker to kill off his own kind? So there has to be more. Well, yeah, I mentioned. I, I mean, I mentioned. Dude, um, go ahead, Adam. I'll let you go first. Well, I was gonna say with that, like, come on, man. Uh, people kill off their own kind all the time. Hell, we do that. No, but I'm saying, you know, like, as far as the human race. No, but know, I'm, like, hell, humans kill each other, and also, hell, it might be just a red herring to throw them off from. The butterflies' real plan—it could be anything at this point. And the and one thing he did mention when he's talking to Economos at the um when he was in the forest when he was setting up the when he was setting up the um cameras or whatever I don't know I don't remember what he was setting up but um <clears throat> when he said look I did some things in the past that I'm not proud of you know and I want to make it and maybe this is his way of making amends to it maybe he did a lot lot of messed up things as the you know as the butterfly and he wants to. And maybe he, this is his way of, you know, trying to redeem himself. That's the way I'm looking at it. That's my theory for now. Well, we just going to wait and see because that was a nice little cliffhanger to end on. Her finding out through Peacemaker's X-ray vision helmet that he was a butterfly. And I'm not going to lie, before before we get off of this, that warehouse scene, I, I, that was a really fun scene. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was yeah, like, yeah, Jason was really like, he was really uh like shocked when he when he said activate X-ray vision and then like he just sees like someone's head just get blown off. And he's like, "What the hell is going on?" Because <laughs> it just happened so quickly. And then, yeah, right. but yeah, I'm glad that they're also giving hardcore. She's softened up a little bit. Yeah. So I feel like one of these characters is gonna die, and it's it's gonna hurt. I hope it's not Vigilante though, because I love Vigilante. Yeah, I, honestly, I think it's gonna be the economist guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, mm, really? I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's too his uh expertise, his skills are a little too are way too important for you know this um you know for this store um for this store. I don't think um because I mean I don't like who's gonna take. Well, I guess Amanda Waller could just hire someone else. <laughs> right. I was about to say like, like yeah. he's slightly replaceable. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're going to see. We're we going to see. But, yeah, man, I mean, so far, I'm loving this show. I, I really and, oh, yeah, me too. 
and the greatest intro, one of the greatest intros to a TV show ever. Oh yeah, I never skip the intro. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I never skip the intro. I don't yeah. either. It's it's the only show that I've never done that with, man. It's like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna sit through this because maybe it's ca- awesome. maybe like maybe like Cowboy Bebop or something. But that's you know that's that's pretty much it. I showed that um, intro to my um, parents a couple of weeks ago, and they're like, and like my dad's like, John Cena, he's the man, he can dance. And my mom's <laughs> like, what? What do they? What does they mean? Like, you know, do you really want to taste it? <laughs> 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 they were sitting there like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> hey, uh, they they do know that that's not a new song, right? No, I don't. Well, my parents probably didn't like you know listen to everything. I don't no. think Robbie's parents were in the hair metal back in the day. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, my dad listened to some to some rock music, but not not like that. <laughs> no, that's not just any rock music. That's that hair metal, and, yep. and people basically people like uh, uh, Johnny from Cobra Kai are people that listen to hair metal. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, y'all. So right now, you know, this is still. If I had to give it a, a new rate, I'm still working on the rating system. But right now, you know, this is gourmet. This, this gourmet, I'm, I'm gonna keep coming back for it. Okay, all right, Go, gourmet popcorn, I got it. Yeah, man, yeah, man. So now, see, Naomi, that was like a, that was a, a lull in the show. Peacemaker bringing it up, but we just getting better and better. So the next thing we are gonna talk about, we are gonna go ahead and talk about these badass kids. In this in this other HBO Max show, Euphoria. Man, oh, uh, aka I need my ass whoop. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> that show. I'm telling you. <laughs> New kids. Look, look. In that show, none of those kids get spanked. All right. They all just need to get their asses whooped. That's it. Well, I think it's a little bit too late because they because they in high school, but but uh, before we start, I, let's go. I don't know, man. Look, they, maybe they just need to, you know, get beat up by a bully real bad. I don't know. Wow. So what we're going to do since, yes, we know that season two is out, but since there's not, I really feel like it's a continuation. This also just been one giant season. I, I don't understand why. But what we're going to do, we're going to review season one, and then I'll come back in a few weeks and review season two. Because there is a lot of things I would I wanted to do it weekly, but there's just too much shit that happens in these episodes. There's, yeah, there's way too much shit that happens in these episodes. But before we talk about it, let's go ahead and watch the trailer. I'd like each of you to get up and tell us a five minute story about your summer. some point you make a choice about who you are and what you want hey i'm rue i'm an addict you're about to start a brand new chapter some new girl in town that i think you're gonna be friends with i'm rue i'm jules suddenly the whole world goes dark nothing else matters but the person standing in front of you. I'm envious of your generation. You guys don't care as much about the rules. They're just reaching for something. 
to make it all seem meaningful. Every time I feel good, I think it'll last forever. But it doesn't. Nothing lasts forever. I've got an idea. Should I be concerned? You think because I went to rehab, I stayed clean? I mean, ain't that the point? If I could be a different person, I would. Baby, just take your time. You're delicate. I want everyone I love to at least try and change. first thing first i gotta say about the show i like this show but i got one i got i got i have a complaint about season one it's way too many dicks on screen i don't know when i first watched the show i bought my i bought it with my mom first of all, why why Be, because you like oh like this is instant like okay this does i never seen the trailer the first episode just a locker room full of dicks i'm like well she looked at me i looked at her like i don't know <laughs> hey, but we, hey, but we watched it. And <laughs> we watched it. Hey, look, look, it, it's either that or watch Tyler Perry movies. I would rather watch Tyler. I would rather watch this than Tyler Perry movies with my mama. Damn. Amen to that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying amen to that. <laughs> First of all, we're not gonna hate on Tyler Perry on this show. But uh, no, 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 no. Everybody know I got a problem with him in the fake ass wigs. Oh, everybody has a problem with that. But I actually beg to differ about the dicks. I think it seems like a lot because we're so you I don't think they show any more dicks than we normally see tits and ass. But because it's the male private part, it's taking people aback because we're so used to the female body being on display like that. And now we get to see men be on display like that and it's making people uncomfortable. Oh, no, no, it made me feel uncomfortable because there's a lot of... Matter of fact, it it made me feel more assured in myself because it's like, yeah, I'm packing more than all of them. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So like I was saying, (laughs) you just just took it way left field, Adam. Wait, yo, wait. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Ooh, Adam be making my editing job hard as hell. (laughs) What? (laughs) What's wrong with that? <laughs> but, like I said, it was just, I was just like, wow, it's a lot. Because at first, I didn't know that HBO Max shows got down like this. Because I mean, H- I mean HBO and stars, they they like to go overboard. You know, they have the freedom to do what they want, just like know Netflix. Right? And, and have you never seen The Wire? I was gonna I, say HBO's been like this since the nineties. Like I mean, I saw like, why I saw why the wire. Yeah, there was dicks everywhere we, in the wire. I did. I we were. I won't say report, but we couldn't afford the HBO Max or the HBO. HBO you, you ain't have friends. Friends. 
Yeah, yeah. Who wants friends? friends? No, he's saying oh. like to steal, like uh, to get use to borrow people's accounts. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, you, you know, like you would borrow their box. You know, take uh, you know, you couldn't borrow accounts back then, but you know, you had to take their box, you know, and take it to your place and watch it. Hey, it, it was a whole complicated yeah. thing. Nah. That's what we did. Nah, I, I have that luxury. I don't know why this show was entertaining. Maybe because everybody's life in this show, it is completely fucked up. Everybody fucks their life up. Got um the main, I guess it'd be the main antagonist, I guess, because he's Nate, he's a psychopath. His daddy liked to mm. his dad's a pedophile. Yeah, his dad yeah, no, basically. No, no, no. His dad is a closet homosexual. He did not know Jules was an age. No, yeah. No. About to say he didn't know Jules was Jules uh, about her age. seventeen. Wait, but I don't know from some of the episodes. Everybody about... else was of age. Yeah, he just liked that. That is true. Everyone else was of age. Well, we can't. We know why now, but we know why. We can't. We can't talk about that yet. But that's in season two. Yeah, that's yeah. in season oh, two. Yeah, but it makes you. Two. It gives you a little bit of grace for him because he comes from an era where that just wasn't acceptable. You just didn't like men or, you know, you know. Well, yeah, it's, but, a, it's, a, it's a culture change. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. it's boy, it's watching. But uh, yeah, so, so this, uh, well, this man, is one thing I do have to say about this show that I've never ever done with any other uh, other show I've ever seen. I'm not pulling for any of those characters oh, in no. this show. All the characters. I, I, I hope they all yeah. have a rude awakening. Like it, it's the weirdest thing. Except except for maybe Gia, but that's kind of personal because I because my daughter's has the same name. So it's like, I don't know, maybe that's why. And also she ain't bad as hell. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, she 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 smoked a little weed one time, but that was it. Well, okay, so you say you like Fez, even Fez. He's not. He's a flawed character because he's yeah. he's the one that was. He was he was still dealing drugs too. Rude. He's a drug dealer. Yeah, his job. Yeah. But it don't that that don't make him make him a good person. He's still everybody in that show. Shit. Everybody in that show is shit. Wow. No, right, except for Gia. No, it's not. No, it's just saying like that is purposeful that everybody in this show is shit, and you pick who you like. You pick who you like and you, and you follow him. It just. Who you think is less shitty than the other person? I personally do not right. think Fez is shitty, but um, Fe- he's my fave. He's definitely my fave. Fez- oh yes, <laughs> I love. Okay, him. wait, I, I kind of take that back. E- Ethan ain't bad. Ethan's not a bad person. Talking about the um the boyfriend of what's her name? Uh, cat. Yeah, right. cat's boyfriend. Yeah. You know I the think girl. Ethan gonna die. What the what? It's the writer in me. I feel it coming. What the? Hey, hey, fam, we don't like you. Blam. You know what? I, I'm I'm kind of with her on that one. I think he's going to get in a bad car accident or something. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, something dark like suicide or anything, but I think he's going to get in a bad car accident or something. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Like Now, now there are a couple of them on that show who I think are going to, you know, start playing the wrist violin, but, you know, we ain't going to uh, go over that yet. But, yeah, man, this show... It's like it's lit really well. The cinematography is cool. Like it's great. On point, yes, very much. Some so. of the some of the dialogue is it's iffy sometimes with some hey, of the man. It's Degrassi on HBO. That's all oh, this wait. show is. It's, oh. it's Degrassi on HBO. Yeah, 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 yeah pretty much. 
Pretty yeah. much. It, it really is. That is a very good steroids. comparison. That's a very good comparison. Not, not Degrassi on drugs. Yeah. And, and I was a huge Degrassi fan. This is Degrassi XXX. Like, XXX. Yeah, basically. Basically. Oh, and he also makes it more more realistic than than uh not saying Degrassi is unrealistic, but it, it's a lot more it just you can feel it feels more believable because it actually feels like you're you you're really part of the story. With Degrassi, it just feels when you watch it, it's like, yeah, okay, no, get this out of here. You know, so th- that's the way I look at it comparing this to Euphoria. Because Euphoria kind of like delves deep because it shows you, all right, this stuff is real. You know, Degrassi just feels just kind of feels more like a soap opera. Not a soap opera. <laughs> well, compared to the two, I mean, up like if you compare the a two, lot of, I'm about to say a, a lot of stuff in the grass. It was like a lot of scenarios that were exaggerated. And Euphoria <laughs> is not. But not like no, no, I'm talking like soap, like soap opera wise, like soap, soap opera wise. It's like exaggerated. Like Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai is basically a soap opera, a soap opera. Would yeah. <laughs> but well, but. I, this is something though that I will say. Degrassi did more though than uh, Euphoria. Is it seemed like they were more in, like more inclusive about more problems that the kids go through. Like uh, for example, I know this is gonna sound weird, but have y'all noticed that there aren't really any gay students in Euphoria? I mean, some people want to say Nate's gay, but I'm with that. Like uh, he is gay. Nate like jewels. Now Nate, Nate like Jules. Jules Nate is, is trans. Nate, well, like he, Nate doesn't, Nate doesn't like Jules because Jules is a is a boy. Nate likes Jules because Jules just happens to look that way. And y'all might want to say the whole, oh well, he had dicks on his phone thing. Okay, I don't send dick pics, so I don't have dicks on my phone. But I'm gonna just tell you this right now: guys who send dick pics usually don't only have their own dick on their phone. You know what I mean? You know, like you know, they like they like to do I'm something lost. I like to call dick fishing. What? No. You know, no, it's sort of like no. catfishing. You dick fish a girl. No. Yeah, no. yeah never, people do. People do that. Like that. Pe- people do that. that. No, I. Yeah, no. Are, are you kidding me? You guys honestly think people that send dick pics only send their own dick? Right, let me just speak from the female experience. Men know that if they're sending the dick pic, eventually sex is the goal. If they send someone else's dick, like if you send this anaconda and then you whop out this this Vienna sausage, we're gonna have problems. No. I have never received a fake dick pic in my life. Like, <laughs> what? I'm just saying. <laughs> now you're gonna be now you a black dude sending a white dish. You're gonna be like, uh, like white. Why did Dick White? They don't make no sense. Hey, I'm just saying though. All, man, all nah, man, cause it was man, cause I'm it was saying. nah, nah. Nate gay or bisexual. He's bi. He's definitely yeah. I would say bi more so, but but I didn't really notice any act like just straight up gay characters in it. I think they're trying to demonstrate the spectrum thing that it's neither, it doesn't have to be one or the other. I'm not gonna lie, until Bay told me, I did not know Jules was a transgender woman. <laughs> I mean, I kind of figured. Are, are you kidding me? You kind of <laughs> got the hint from the first sexual experience because it was like, because going into vagina is probably not gonna hurt that that much. So like, just with the way it was happening or whatnot, it was like, okay, they're clearly having anal sex. You know what I mean? And and of course, you know, people do use spit to lube it up to go through rear entry. So that kind of hinted to me that that was that was probably uh, someone transgender. <laughs> Honestly, I did not know until they pointed out. Because I was like, I was like, 
She was pretty bro. obvious to me. I'm about to say it. And also, Zendaya is five foot eleven. There's gonna be a whole bunch of girls walking around at Zendaya's height. Hi, I'm and I want to say boy. Jules is taller than, <laughs> and Jules is taller than. But Jules has so like she doesn't have the body shape of off too. She does. Oh, a seventeen year old girl, yes. Nah, seventeen year old boy. But uh, <laughs> so so you know, like that that kind of hinted it to me too was the fact that Jules was so damn tall. It's like, wait a second, there ain't gonna be too many girls that are just taller than Zendaya like that. You know what I mean? There's like five ten, five eleven. Again, I repeat, I am six feet, so I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I guess because anyway. I'm tall, I didn't just look at her and say, "Oh, she's tall. She's a man." No, I you just know? looked at her in the face like that. But she has a feminine face. She's ugly. I, I mean, that ugly. Adam's apple is pretty standoutish. <laughs> and then, just like, saying. and then also, like, when I looked up the clap, look up the cast, like, oh. Her name's Honey. That's when you find out. Don't fake. No, I no. Don't it, fake. You gotta be Ray Charles blind if you cannot tell that was a trans trans person. I'm sorry. She doesn't look. She I mean, look like the she apple. has a very strong jawline. But yes, thank <laughs> you. Did you see how? Did you see how? Oh, like in, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you, I'm like, you didn't notice the Adam's apple either. Like, come on. I mean, it was just obvious. <laughs> Man, good thing you're not a dude. You would have got trapped. Man. <laughs> right? My apologies to anyone that's listening that is transgender or transitioning. No, no we're not. No, we're not. We're not saying there aren't so any good looking transgender people out no, there. No, we're, we're not. In this one case, what we just it was saying. fairly obvious. Yeah, we just know, saying. like, we just know. <laughs> No, we're not. No, no you just you want everybody else to be like you. Just like I, we didn't know. No, we I knew. Did not know. I don't know. No, I'm saying you want now. Jordan doing that zooming crap. Oh my god! No, <laughs> go back to your porch, old man. Go back to your porch, old man. I thought she was just a tall, skinny, ugly white girl. Really, really <laughs> tall, skinny, ugly white girl. I think like, that's like, worse than what we all, were saying. Like everybody wants a piece of her. I'm looking like. She's kind of unfortunate looking, but I guess she got. Wait, who is everybody? Man, in season one, everybody was on Jules nuts. Who? No pun intended, but uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. All right, <laughs> but back to the review. On... But I did like Cat though. I did like Cat. Oh yeah, I, loved... yeah. I like how yeah, she with the body positive thing. I was I I was kind of with that. Yeah, like one thing I do like about the show is season one, it gave everybody, well, some most of the main cast their own episodes. So you get to see basically how shitty their life was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you want to know what's weird? None of their lives were really all that shitty. Thank you. It, except for really like Rue losing her, her dad. I mean, like, it's, a lot of it is like, uh, come on, get over that shit. Your parents got divorced. You know, oh, especially <laughs> like with that McKay baseball, kid. With that McKay kid. Well, well like, I don't... even Nate, like, yeah, you found out your dad might is gay, whatever. It's like, but none of it, none of them had traumatic there was lives. No struggle. Kat's life was traumatic. She well, just I... gained weight. Like well, I felt bad for that one chick uh, who was dating the black dude. <laughs> Cause I watched oh, the Cassie. when I watched the episode, I was like, "Oh, she's like I had a nice fan. Wait, why her dad is still in that VCR? Now put that back, man. Like, oh, he on drugs. Oh, 
she like, don't tell your mama, but I'm gonna take this DVD. Right. Now, now I was about to say, like, Cassie, I get Cassie uh, stories a little bit messed up, but for the most part, most of those kids' backstories weren't that terrible. Well, it's not that they were terrible, but I feel like it made these people feel human. Right. I agree. I agree. It made, um, then um, Nate's girlfriend, I forgot her life. Maddie. Yeah. Maddie. 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 Ooh, she just. <laughs> Nate. She a piece of work, For man. What she is, you know. She, she a piece of work, man. Nate's a piece of work. Well, nah, nah, Maddie, Maddie, she needs to uh get some more confidence. I don't, I don't know, man. Like I know she she tries to exude it, but yo, she she faking the funk with that confidence because it's like yo, dude hitting on you and stuff, and you still with him. Yo, even your mom is telling you to break up with this guy. And I ain't even gonna lie though, when she was yelling back at her mom, I literally was thinking in my head. Yo, why hadn't this chick grabbed the chocolate and beat the shit out of her yet? Damn. <laughs> nah, man. This show just every episode just crazy, man. Every I ain't gonna lie. Um, that one dude that had sex with Maddie in the pool, that college kid. When I saw Nate in that house, I was like, bro. I knew he was gonna die or get fucked up. I thought he's about. I ain't gonna. Lie. I thought he was about to rape him. I don't know. That I'm but, not gonna lie. Yeah, gonna the second time. But, uh, boy, I ain't gonna lie, boy. Like, we were standing over him. I like, please don't. I don't want to see this. Yeah. But you rather see him get beat to a pole? I rather him get beat to a pole than <laughs> see him get mm, to a pole. But, uh, and, and, and Jordan, you got to think about that. Psychologically, getting raped would be worse than getting beat up. Oh, most definitely. And most definitely. I agree with that. So, so it's like, I would rather a person get beat up than necessarily raped. I'd rather neither one happen. But, you know, if I had to choose the lesser of the two evils, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take the beat down. Yeah. And then they just, like. They ruined that young man's life. They, they ruined so his life. Like, they, they oh, I was so, oh, this one, I fucking hate Nate. I, man, I was, I, I can't say, because Rob, damn it, Robbie. Just Robbie, know that he. It's been a yeah. while since I've even watched yeah. this show. Damn it, Robbie, but just know he he gets what he deserves. And I, and was, I was cheering the whole time. Boy, like, yeah, he, he's the Joffrey of the show, you know? Boy, I like, would like, just... matter, like, and hopefully he gets his King Joffrey moment. But he's not Joffrey. He's not that bad. Well, well, okay. In season one, yeah, Joffrey. But season two... I was about to say, like, he's pretty Joffrey-ish. I mean, in season... Season one, yes. I mean, I mean, season two, we only have like three episodes to go off. But we get a little, I won't say sympathy, but we get a little understanding. I don't feel, I, understanding. I don't understand shit. No, I, I still do not feel any sympathy for that kid at all. But I was at in the all. back, I was in the battle saying, fuck him up, Charlie. Yeah. Fuck him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nate, Nate is a psychopath. Well, I'll be like, hey, yo, tag me and let me get something real quick. You tell it, and you're not supposed to tell. <laughs> no, nah, well, hey, I'm sorry, Robbie. But Joffrey was, uh, that's a bit much, even for Nate. Joffrey was another level of well, well, yeah, Nate's a piece of shit. And it, and it was very pleasurable seeing Joffrey die in Game of Thrones. Oh, I loved every second of it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right. But, oh, I was so, I, I, I don't, I don't wish death on none of these characters, but God damn. Nate needs something bad happen to him. Well, he got what he nah. Needs. He he need more. He, need some, he think he needs some worse. He, nah, he he need more. He need more. He need to go to prison. But um, you know what? You might be on to something. But uh, he really does though. And then Maddie, Maddie just <laughs> Maddie basically stalk home. 
<laughs> Maddie, what? Maddie's basically Stockholm by this man. Actually, she's more battered person syndrome than Stockholm. Because I'm just talking about this man choked the shit out of you. Hey, yeah, you, that, that's why it's battered person syndrome more so than Stockholm. Like, mama, fuck you. I love him. <laughs> Jesus. Then, oh my God. And then we're we not going to spoil it. There's somebody else that falls in this man's little tangle, tangle little well. Like why, just just why, and oh. that's a lot. <laughs> then like the whole and, and what's so crazy one one reason I do like by the show because even though it's like Zendaya in the show, it's technically not her story. I hate Rue. <laughs> Honestly, Zendaya is really just is really just the narrator. I mean, she basically she's basically our eyes and ears. Yeah, but, but that's why I also say it's kind of like Degrassi because Degrassi didn't really have a main character if y'all de- if y'all didn't notice. Yeah, but like you know but, what I mean. Yeah, but that's why I like this show just because even though it was Zendaya is technically technically the, she is the MC. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't really focus too much. Like we get like one like one or two episodes about her. I'm so glad because her storyline is bunk. I mean, but I don't mind her because I know addicts. I know addicts in my family, so. That that hit for me, so I like. Oh, I see what she's going through. But that's like all to her. Like when she gets clean, then what? Well, oh like, yeah, y'all want to hear a horrible euphoria dad joke? Hit so, us. What does Zendaya say whenever you make her upset? You'll mm-hmm. rue the day I you renew, make. I renew. Man, come on, what man. <laughs> come come on, anyway, man. Anyway, I love what I love. My or about- or fine, fine. What's the difference between Jules and most other girls? She actually carries the family jewels. Wow. <laughs> okay, that was messed I'm, up. I'm, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry, trans people. <laughs> I'm sorry, trans community. People. Community. Uh, anyway, we're like, gonna get canceled. This is the I also really like the um the ending of the first season where like it tra- like where uh, Rue transitions her struggle into that music video that Zendaya recorded. Oh yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah. the editing in that was beautiful. The way it was all put together, yeah. even though it, it kind of ended weird when she just fell down. <laughs> but is. like, but I just love. I love that. I really like that song, and it also features a singer that I really like, who sings one of the few songs in the world that actually makes me cry, called Journey. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but, well, now that we mentioned in the music, though, have y'all noticed that most of what they play is like stuff from when we were back in high school even before then like the main song of this particular season that they keep playing on every episode is like a song from the i shazammed it it's a song from the 70s but um whoever is behind the, the cinematography the hair the makeup the music they did not spare any expense and that is why the emmys love this show because it is so well put together like even and the storyline is there like even if they did yeah. the shit you know budget the storyline is fucking awesome so yeah mm-hmm. and uh, now let's talk about so who's your favorite babe uh, my favorite i don't know I, I i really don't know who my favorite who's is who's everybody's favorite it's been a while right, since uh, i've watched this show so i i don't really um i really can't say <laughs> i don't even remember it's been a while. Well, I'll have to watch the season one recap video. I see it on the on the screen right here. I think I might watch it sometime. <laughs> yeah, um, I, my favorite character is uh, um, okay. 
the the one that I'm pulling for is Gia, but outside of her, I would go with Cat. Yeah, but see, I, I like Cat, and also I'm I'm biased towards Coleman Domingo's character as Rouge Lamentor just because. Oh, Ali, Ali. Yeah, because I love Coleman Domingo. He's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot he was like I forgot he was in this in this show. Like, damn, he he was working. Definitely the mentor figure. Well, nah, he. I'm pretty sure he's just like Rue. He, he legit won't say Rue, fuck you. Nah, he, he, nah, yeah. nah, if you saw that last episode, yeah, he but was. She, if, I'm trying to tell, but she was way out of line. No, no, no. That's she why was. He, that's why he wanted. That's why he went off on it. Yeah, episode. and that's why he probably just won't say real, real fuck you. Yeah, but throughout the relationship, he has been a mentor figure. Or so trying to be. Trying. There's only so much you can do with her ass. So he's the, uh, is he the drug dealer? No. <laughs> no, that's no. my favorite, uh, the drug dealer. <laughs> oh, Fez is the drug dealer. Okay. Man, the only, only reason why you pulling for feds is because he stood up to Root at one time and told her he, he wouldn't sell her drugs. That's the only reason why you like feds. No, that's not true. Uh, even though he is a drug dealer, he's so loyal and he's so kind. Like, I mean, he just has a really I mean, good heart despite the way I he mean, was you kind of got to be loyal, especially with that white lady you, he dealing with. Like, she legit told this man with a kind, kind white lady voice, don't fuck with me, feds. <laughs> hey, why are, why are y'all saying season two stuff? We're supposed to be nah, doing season, season one. one. No, nah, no, nah, they introduced that white girl in season one. Well, no, he's right. He's right. That is season two. We don't meet the yeah. white yeah. girl. Oh, damn. Our band. Yeah. yeah I'm but, not going to I'll watch it for myself. <laughs> but Feds is so loyal to a, to a fault. I mean, even though his circumstances, I'm going to say this, and, y- and y'all may not agree. There isn't a whole lot of black characters on the show anyway, but there are an awful lot of white people who give me black or supposed to be black vibes. I don't know if it's the area or what. And as much as I love Fez, he definitely is a walking cultural appropriation. I mean, but, but that's have you seen white drug dealers? Have you seen what? And then like he knows because no, I, I grew up in Louisiana. We had black. No, but no, but <laughs> no, but I'm but I'm saying like that's that's accurate. Like especially I where, can believe it. Especially where he lived, like it's just where he grew up around. That's what I said, but I think it's the area because like even the one that was like old Joe shit. I'm like what? But I mean, <laughs> no, no, that, that just hillbillies. Hillbillies like that. That okay. hillbillies are are ghetto ass white people. Yeah, well, well this is my question though. Like, where do y'all think Euphoria actually takes place though? Like, what state? I think it's Cali. Some suburban California area where I I agree. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of feel like that too. Like, uh, because somebody was telling me, oh well, it could be there, and the reason why I knew it wasn't there is because like uh, disturbing little fact for everybody. Uh, there's really only about ten states that require you to be eighteen for age of consent. You know what I mean? So he mentioned the state, and I was like, no, nah, age of consent is lower than 18 there. So what uh, happened with Jules, that wouldn't have been an issue. I don't think they Because Because believe it or not, like, like uh, hell, uh, Texas, uh, age of consent is uh, 17, and Georgia's, I want to say, is 16. This is also the deep south. I'm not surprised, so... So, so like, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's not weird. Like Louisiana, I want to say is 16 too. No, I think you gotta be 18 there. Nah, nah, it's, uh, I, I think it's either 16 or 17. Like I said, it's only 10 States that actually require you to be 18 mm-hmm. for age of consent. And if you're a girl, most of the time it's lower than, than for the boys. Cause girls mature faster than boys. 
Now, for Louisiana, if your parents are fine with it, if they co-sign it, you can get married. Oh, so it's a Romeo and Juliet rule. Yeah, so that's how Louisiana functions. But, but yeah, man. Yeah, I see, uh, I just looked it up. Age of consent for Louisiana is 17. Yeah. 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 Uh, like, like I said, most it's surprising, but most states do not require you to be 18 to, for age of consent. It's the, it, the average is either 16 or 17. Well, I'm sure R. Kelly will be happy to hear that. <laughs> well, R. Kelly will be happy to hear nothing right now. But, yeah, yeah uh, We don't talk about R. Kelly. All, all right. right, back to Euphoria. We don't talk about no. Kelly. No, no. All right, back <laughs> to Euphoria. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Man, yeah, I'm really, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed season one. Season two, I'm really liking it. They bring yeah. the heat with season two. I will say that they, there's characters that you can like season two, but overall, you know, this is a, I can't say it's gourmet, but it's definitely it's buttery. Really, it, it it's definitely buttery because it does. Like some of the storytelling, it is kind of jumbled up in some episodes. No, no, it's probably why that's probably why I'm struggling to remember some of it. Yeah, like it's (laughs) like it's jump like some like they do a lot of back and forth, especially in the second season. Like they like it just sometimes where they cut the one thing and they cut nothing. Like, wait, so is this like how much time apart is some of these scenes? Right, it'll be like the past and future, but I feel like it's very evident when they're in the past. No, no, I'm not talking about flat. I'm talking about like 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 with a little um vignettes that oh, whatever fuck they basically up with rue talking about how to fake being a drug dealer and like what the fuck is like that the whole first it's, it's, it's just a lot of season that just seems jumbled up but hey it's still buttery because i'm really enjoying it i'm really enjoying it can't wait to see how season two ends oh and oh and also re- reason why i'm giving it i can't give it gourmet that season one finale really wasn't a finale because i feel like episode one of season two was the finale of of season one but i'm used to that because hbo max has a tendency to do that with certain shows oh you mean like titans yes (laughs) but but i don't know and it's i'm not gonna lie i also don't want to call it gourmet either because a lot of stuff that happens in it is predictable, but that's mostly just because of the fact that hell, we we've all gone through high school. You okay. know what I mean? But so cer- certain characters wind up doing certain things. It's like, yeah, I kind of saw that happening. Like like Maddie being the whole you know battered person syndrome girl. It's like, yeah, I see that. Whatever, I already knew that. Mm. You know what I mean? <clears throat> all right, so we got you know we got that uh. So what's the rating, Adam? We got we got for right now. I might change it. We got salty being the worst. We got store bought being I. Right. Damn. We got buttery being you know it's 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 great like it's good but it ain't great. Then we got that gourmet where that shit great a one. I'm going with gourmet. Well, I, I'm gonna go with the rating between buttery and gourmet and call it movie theater. All right, all right, we're gonna give movie theater. All right. popcorn, yeah. <laughs> I would say buttery, but I'm only gonna say buttery because I enjoyed what I saw. It's just that in terms of the details and like the all the context in the first season, I have to watch the recap in order to understand it. Because like you said, it's a bit jumbled. So that's that's why you know I'm, str- I'm struggling to like kind of remember some of the key parts. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with buttery for now. I might change my mind later though. So that's what I have for now. Go with the name. But why is it gourmet? 
I go with gourmet because the shots, the cinematography, the lighting, the storyline, the character arcs and development, it's well written. Like there was definitely a budget and there was definitely time and thought put into these character arcs and the storyline. Um, even the the black lady who does the hair, she's going viral for just the detail to the, like you can't even tell their lace fronts when these white boys come out because they look so good. Like they are taking their time. Like we said, Naomi was rushed. This was not, you know, for me. So I say gourmet. And it did take them a while to come out with season two. So it's uh, definitely not rushed. Yeah. I don't like that they cut off McKay's story. I like McKay. I mean, what else could you do with him? Though? I, I just feel like his story. Yeah, I mean, he's in college. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's in college. And, like He was in college messing with Cassie. Then uh, they had they were falling out because both of them. Oh, yeah. Let's pick a Cassie real quick. Man, that chick got some problems. Boy. I, yeah. Yeah. Um... I think uh, she's going to be the a, attempted suicide character or suicide character. Yeah. One I would just be honest with you. Like, that's how I feel about Cassie because she got, she got so many emotions. Yeah. And, and she, she just looks like, like she's getting close to getting triggered. It's, you know, and then, so. And then not to, not to spoil anything, but the person that she with now, I think that's going to compound a lot of them problems. Right, Christ. But, and and you also got to remember. I mean, she already did have to deal with having an abortion or whatnot. So you know, which um, not gonna lie, I I am okay with abortions, but you know, for it to happen that with you that young, that can mess with your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's traumatizing. Very much. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. So you know, like, because I I always tell people that, like, despite what your feelings are on abortion y'all do have to realize that's not something easy for someone to do hey, what's your sister's name oh lexi lexi that's yeah. judd apatow's daughter i think we only like lexi because she ain't fucked up like most on this show. <laughs> right okay you know what i am kind of pulling for lexi you know what i i, I take that back i'm kind of pulling for lexi but then i'm also coming into question how old is Fez? Fez is, according to the Euphoria... 22, Fez, I thought, right? No, no. they um, He dropped out, but he is still the same age as everyone else. Okay, cool, because I was like, man... A lot of people were trying to get out... If you Okay, here's the thing for me. To me, Euphoria is a little... My high school adventure wasn't like this. This is extreme. But many people dated people over 19 in, in high school. So I don't know why the, the, you know, the internet was so outraged about the possible age difference between those two, but not all the dicks. And yeah, that's the, actually you know. pretty normal because I've actually, really um, so. you know, I, I, I actually know them personally. Not too, a lot of people have been talking about it like in my chat. And so they had to come out with a whole article to verify how old he was to comb the people down. Yeah. I mean, like, be honest, this show already got a lot in. I wouldn't, it wouldn't, I like, I, I just seen, I just seen gay men get fucked on screen. So I'm like, I, I don't feel like there's nothing else they can put on this show, they'll be like, oh, that's too far. Yeah, I thought, I was like, I'm, y'all are tripping over that, but we just saw this, him eat out a black man's behind. Like, boy. Like, <laughs> oh, and speak, before we leave that, apparently, I was reading an article, <laughs> apparently, uh, it's a scene in season, season two. We're not supposed to talk about season No, two. no, I'm going to talk about this because this <laughs> shit was just funny. So there is a scene when Nate's dad is eating, some, eating a, another gay black man's booty hole oh man. i know what you're talking about yeah yeah then, oh god and then apparently there was an article that came out and the other actors said that 
Getting ate out by what's the name was a dream come true. <laughs> wow, that's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Nah, and, it, and it has nothing to do with the whole gay thing. It's just a pure eating ass thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. So yeah, man. Euphoria, I, I say it is. It's um it's rounded out to a buttery rating. It's it's smooth. It's smooth. Y'all should really check it out. It's on it's on HBO Max. And get HBO Max now for that jack up the price like Netflix. Um, <laughs> speaking of Netflix, yeah, so so yeah, uh Jordan put me on this show called uh, Archive 81. Like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna check it out because the Netflix top 10 is right mm-hmm. most of the time. Until that window show. We ain't yeah. gonna talk about that window that woman oh. window show. We're not gonna talk about that. But what we're gonna talk about, y'all, we're gonna talk about this. Well, it's not really new. It's like two weeks old, two, three weeks old. Uh, this show called Archive 81. And fun fact, this was actually based on a podcast that released five years ago. So let's go ahead and watch Archive 81's trailer. Prepare for the ad. Oh, no mind. We're looking for an artist. Someone who can restore a recently acquired collection of damaged videotapes. Well, what kind of damage? Fire damage. There's just one hitch, because the materials are so fragile, they can't be moved. So you'd be doing the work at our remote research facility. Creating this archive, putting this puzzle together, well, it would mean the world to everyone who lost someone in that fire. some doors. Wish me luck. Do you hear it? Hear what? There's something in this place that calls to you. Guys, uh, not gonna lie, I have some bad news. I do have to uh, head out here a little bit early. Something has come up. Uh, would be cool if I just give my thoughts real quick on Archive 81. Yeah, man, go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> All right, uh, Archive 81. I actually really enjoyed it. You know, uh, it was a very good psychological thriller for me. And it 
it was just bomb all the way through. Only thing I had to complain about is they tried to do jump scares that didn't really follow through with making you actually jump. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that that came out too slow, bro. Like, but what, what are you trying on that? But uh, other than that, I thought the storyline was great. I also liked the fact that it was uh, it was more of a dual main character type thing going on and especially the whole twist that they could like talk to each other in their dreams that was pretty legit all right yeah man so uh honestly for me that one i would say is i would actually get this one gourmet okay okay gourmet i I feel you and uh that's just kind of how i feel about that but uh hey guys i do have to head out uh love y'all uh keep listening to us and uh you know, you can find me on Facebook under Adam Sampson. I'll be the guy in the all my seat. All right, man. You have a good night. See you tomorrow at work, man. All right, all right definitely, bro. Bye. Later. All right. So I'm going to give my thoughts on the show, man. This show, this show was crazy. Yeah, it, it sure was. And <laughs> as soon as I saw, when I looked at, Net, um, at Netflix, when it said, said Archive 81, and I read the premise, I'm like, this is interesting and it's funny as soon as i added to the list you you um said you called me and said robbie you gotta watch the show archive 81 i'm like oh wow just when i said add it to the list that's when you called me hey man yeah this show good and then like a lot of the characters they i i like them i I like a lot of the characters i like melody i like uh the black dude dan dan is his name i think yeah, Dan, which is funny because I've never met a black dude named Dan. But <laughs> wait, what? What about Danny Glover? Hello. No, Dan. <laughs> no, I've just never heard somebody say, "Hey, hey what up, Dan?" I, when I think when I hear Dan, I think of a white dude. Wow. <laughs> also, and speaking of the white dude, I like um, his his friend who uh, oh, Mark. Like, yeah, played by um Mark McCrory, I think is his name, or Matt McCrory, who by the way was on How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, oh, I knew he looked familiar. He was in the first yeah. season, wasn't he? Was he in the first season? How to, he he was one of the regulars of How to Get Away with Murder. Well, I just know they kept killing people. I like I stopped after they killed one of my favorite characters. Huh? Oh, you're talking about uh, it was the Wes. black dude. Yeah, you're talking about Wes. Yeah, I, I yeah, stopped man. after that. I mean, I, most people did, but I mean, but it's still it's still um, finished pretty strong though. Um, yeah. just the mystery of solving West's murder was just horrible. But anyway, we're talking about um Archive eighty one. I, I thought that his um. I thought his character was cool. I like the fact that he was their supporter. I, I was I was scared that he was gonna be like that in a twist that he was gonna be like behind like behind some of it. You know, thought I thought that he was gonna be involved, but thank God he wasn't. I never thought that though. I never picked yeah, up but, on he's behind this. I thought he was gonna die. It's huh? kind of like what we watched the window movie. I thought it might have ended up his you know it could have been all a dream or all something mm-hmm. made up but i never thought he was the villain you know? I, I just, oh no i didn't see, thought he i didn't think it was the villain i just thought that he was involved in it somehow you know but um but later on i was like okay this, it wasn't he is technically he did turn out to be somewhat involved like well i mean like involved well i just thought i don't know i guess I, i've been watching so many conspiracy stuff because <laughs> i really i really love this um i really love this show just because i love this is I love the suspense. Mm-hmm. You know, I love how I love the pacing of it. It didn't feel too slow to me. Except maybe in the beginning, yeah. like when it first started, but they kind of had to make it slow just so it could it could give the plot time to breathe. Yeah. Um, because 
the thing is, it does it it little at first it threw me off with the whole you know talking to um you know melody through um through their dreams and everything i thought that kind of like really with all the with all the cutting and editing it, it did kind of throw me off a little bit but when i started to catch on i thought okay i see what i see what they're doing because mm-hmm. it's edited it's edited so well like because I, I couldn't tell what was real or not when i was when i was watching i'm like am I, I literally asked myself am i on drugs right now damn (laughs) like i was like it was all trippy um that um and of course that that alien looking creature that demon you know going through the um screen that's when i that and that's when i realized okay yeah i gotta keep on watching this and i was able to watch it within a within um like a few days so i think i watched it in a day or two yeah it's an easy watch because there's only the dreaded 40 minutes but it's only eight episodes so I, i i can do eight episodes which is exactly how, you know, that's, which is exactly how um, these, you know, these eight, these um, streaming service shows really should be. I'm getting tired of, the, of um, these networks having these like 20, these 20 episode seasons. <laughs> Just yeah. give me like eight or 10. That's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. man, like this show, that first, that first episode, it got me hooked because that's how you end the episode at, yeah, you, you end the episode with me asking questions. I was asking a lot of questions. Now, I really loved everything about this show. I like, I like the the dynamic between Dan and his friend. Who everybody needs a friend like Dan, because because yes. everybody yes. needs a friend like Dan. Because Dan was, I mean, I'm not, yeah. I mean Mark. Everybody needs a friend like Mark because that man Mark, even when he thought his his homie was tripping, he said, "You know what? I'm gonna help you see it through, my boy. I'm gonna help you see it through." I think yeah, the guy did. admitted that he was in love with him. Did you get those vibes? No. Okay. I, I didn't get, get those vibes, but the, the villain who turned out to be the man's brother, he kind of hinted a little bit that he may have feelings for him. Like, come on, um, Davenport? Come on, the old, come on the old. Yeah, when he, came, when he came and talked to him at his podcast, he kind of hinted that I don't think that's the reason the, he goes so hard is because he has feelings for him. I don't think that's the case. I, I really think that they they that he just a really good friend. I didn't think that until he said that. And I was like, he is going nah, hard in the pain. I want to do something about Davenport. Davenport, which is one reason why I like this show because mm-hmm. I'll start reading, listening to the podcast. The character of Davenport is spot on with how he how he is in the podcast drama. He is spot on. He's more of a dick in the podcast, but he legit. Like he legit, like whenever Dan would call, like, hey, stop fucking, like, hey, Dan, would you like to talk to a psychiatrist? He gaslights the shit out of Dan. Like anytime yeah. he calls him with a concern, do we yeah, it was it was to the point where it was getting annoying. Do you, are you experiencing like any episodes? And I'm like, dude, Davenport, shut the hell up. <laughs> he was getting on my nerves. He, yeah, and then like, and then even when he found the little the little room. He was like, Dan, it's all right. I know this can be a lot. <laughs> you you think? <laughs> <laughs> but we got I'm... but we, but but you're but you're gonna be part of something good here, Dan. Mm. And then <laughs> now my <laughs> like I said, I enjoy our time with all the characters from the Visser and like from the past yeah. and the Visser and to current day. Like like the, the older lady, I legit thought that was either Melanie. Like I like. I was halfway yeah. because it was a mom, but like maybe that's Melody. I knew it was the mom because it was like, where did she come from? She hadn't been in any other episodes. Why is it, why is she here now? Why is this important to her? That's got to be Melody's mom. 
yeah, that was kind of strange how she just kind of popped up out of nowhere. I'm like, who is this? I knew. I was like, because who who else could she be? Like, oh, that's got to be Melanie Mama. And I love the writing because everything, it was kind of slow at first, like you said, but everything tied together. There were no loose ends. Like, they yeah. explained why it had to be Melody. We found out why it had to be Dan. You know, we find, you know, then the mom comes in. We find out that Davenport is Sam's brother. The mold, everything was w- explained eventually. Okay, now nah. Sam and Sam was just creepy as hell. As soon as I saw the moment when I saw him, like the moment he showed up, and I saw him like just staring, and his mannerisms, and him being still, and just being all like cold and calculating. <laughs> just mm-hmm. his presence just really creeped me out. That's why I'm like, yeah, he he knows he there's something really really he's he's hot he's got to be hiding something i mean like anthony mack hiding something i mean this dude i I was i knew that there was something wrong with him when i saw him like "Mm -mm, do not trust him melody played that role well and then it kind of they gave us the moment where the priest was acting up and he kind of saved the day so it took the heat off him a little bit and made you look at the priest like oh priest is the one that's crazy and then priest ended up dead so yeah Yeah, man There's just a lot of shit happening in this show. Really entertaining. You really got to pay attention because there was a lot of scenes, shit going on in the background like that. Mm-hmm. That's not normal. Yeah. Because <laughs> I already knew from the first scene that we saw um, when Mel- when Melly was interviewing that one lady that was a composer. I even told you like that black chick just in the back just looking at her feet just being still as hell when the music <laughs> playing. Oh, like, that ain't normal. And they come to find out that she was the one that was going to hold the whole world inside of her. Crazy. Become the vessel. Yeah. And, oh my God. And, like, man, the just the ending, the ending completely threw me off, which I like because, you know, I listen to the podcast. I like how they're, it's still the same thing, but they're, they're but they're, they're still the same, same story, but they're doing things differently. Now, mm-hmm. if they do what they did in season two of this podcast, Shit finna get crazy. I was disappointed in the ending because I thought this was gonna be a mini series, like a one and done. But I think they're aiming for a season two, which is fine because I'm gonna watch it. But who wants to see our hero end up like that? Like I was so disappointed. Well, I think I know the route they're going just from listening to podcasts. I know the route they're going. Why would you want to spoil it and listen to no, podcasts? no, because I'm I'm the type of person like I'm still gonna if I'm intrigued by it enough, I'll still watch it. But if what they got going on, this shit gonna be really trippy, because wow. I think what we're think what they're setting up from the show wise, I think they're gonna spend we're gonna spend more time in that world that he's in the other world. Yeah, because I don't think that he's in 1994. I don't think it's town travel. I think he's legit. He's in the other world. I think yeah. Legolas or whatever his name is. I think he's tricking him to stay there. Like he's the what they talk about him a little bit. Yeah, he just really he sounds like a lonely ass just demon. Oh. And I guess this is entertainment for him. Like, yeah, he's just lonely now. That now I talk about things that I like. Here's the things that I did not like. <laughs> some of these episodes were kind of slow. I, I'm not gonna lie. Some yeah. of like the some of the stuff just felt like filler, especially with the people in the, or some of the stuff in the viscer. Because like it was just some moments that just lulled me when they took away from the mystery and they were just exploring the people. Like we already know these people die. Like the like, flashback scene. Wow. yeah like just scenes with yeah the people. i watched that today i was watching that scene like because when they were talking i was like okay there's doing more research that there's a lot more going on then when it when then when it cut it said new york 1924 
as soon as that, as soon as I saw that title card pop up, I literally rolled my eyes and like, please do not tell me this whole episode is going to be a flashback. And sure enough, it was. And I've watched it and I'm like, uh, okay, I guess it's cool to see like, yeah, I guess where it, start, where it started. Right. But it, it just too much, know. too much filler in the middle of that episode. I think it was necessary because it shows, like he said, what's about to happen. And remember, throughout these paintings, someone has been calling out. Now we see who that someone well, is, and now we see how she got there. Well, I, I get that, but it's, it's a, I don't need a whole 40-minute episode about them. Right. They could have cut that down like 10, 15 minutes and then go back. I care about Melody, uh, Melanie and that black chick and everybody else in this one. I don't give a shit about this 1920s um, flapper woman. I, I, flapper woman? I just did not care. It, it, it felt really weird you know it, it just i felt like maybe you could have spent like half the time not necessarily rushing but i felt like they could have spent like maybe just half the time in the flashback you know i'm glad that it that it cut back to the it you know mm-hmm. to the present and then that's when that's what led to them going to um uh was it An- annabelle um mm-hmm. yeah annabelle so i was like okay cool so at least they wrapped it up the way that i wanted to so i didn't hate the episode i thought i still i I thought it was very well done. I really like the I really like the wardrobe for it. I thought the yeah for a period piece, it was very well done. Yes, yeah, it was very well put together. You know, um, I the sound effect really really got me trippy. The 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 prayers just get just sent chills down my spine just listening to it. I'm like, what is that? This is just, <laughs> I mean, it just really creeped me out. I was melody in that situation. She's like, what the hell is that horrible song? Oh, it's just a prayer. <laughs> I'm like, I would have said. Get the hell out of my face! Damn. And then uh, <laughs> another thing I didn't didn't like 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 the last part of that finale, it just felt really, really anticlimactic. I was expecting like a I was expecting like a more of a like a more gravitas entrance of the demon, but he legit was just in the mirror like, "Hey y'all, how y'all doing?" Yeah, <laughs> so, when I saw him go through the through the TV, I thought he was actually going through the TV. I thought he was actually going to fight him. I was like, "Oh hell no!" Yeah, like that. Yeah. Like I would like <laughs> I would just expect a little bit more, yeah. but it was just the demon like, "Hey y'all." Yeah, he was just hey, creepy as hell. Like when um Dan went into the um to the world when it showed um um when it showed when it showed the uh, the demon just like standing there like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm like, what the word? Cause like, cause I guess we were probably scared when we saw him. Like, I'm not scared at all. This- Maybe that's what Adam was talking about. How you know when they had the jump scares that she, he, he thought it was way too slow, which I kind of understand now that now that now that we now that you know we mention it, like with him in the closet or wherever he was, and Melody was like freaking out and just ran away. And I'm like, wait, why isn't he doing anything? He's just standing there. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then he just looked cheap. I'm not gonna lie, he looked cheap. He did. <laughs> he looked cheap. But yeah, the second, like this, like the season finale, just a, it, it just kind of disappointed me a little bit because I expected more. And then like, I hope that they do more with Samuel. Cause I think, Sam, I think Samuel, he was, he was a nice antagonist because I, even though I, I hate how they don't really say what his true intentions are, because yeah, they never explain it at all. Because for me, knowing the source material, I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. They would have went this route because that makes sense. But Maybe they're saving it for for the next season. Maybe I hope the- so. 
I really yeah, hope he, so. It has to be because remember, he saved um he saved Melody, who was trapped inside with um um with Sam, and we never really see Sam. You know, like after that, like we just you know, he saves Melody, but he we don't really see we don't see Sam anywhere. It's like where is he? Is he still you know? in the other world or did he get out? Exactly, like we don't know where he is. And so then, I feel bad for that boy Dan. That man, Dan, like, cool, I'm about to get this white girl, I'm about to go back to my world. Mm-hmm. Then he, he <laughs> then he trapped. And then, so he to, then he trapped. He asked, what year is it? And then she walked away. Then that man looked, that man look on the TV, like, oh, that MTV. Oh, I'm in the 90s. <laughs> 1994. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, One man, of the best I, years of movies, actually. Yeah, so I can't wait to see what they do with it, man. Hopefully this greenlit for season two. I'm pretty sure it will. I'm sure it will. I already know them dudes that got that podcast. They probably got some money from Netflix for them to use their use they uh yeah adaptation for sure. I I would have got all you can get all you can. Oh, and also a little fun fact. Um Mark's um Mark's podcast, like in the show, is actually uh it's actually in the mods to the podcast. Yeah, I kind of figured that dead signals. And then, um, like the what's so cool about um the main characters Mark and Dan, uh, Mark, it, Mark, uh, the character Mark, he like he is actually the creator of the pot like of Archive eighty one, hmm. and like the way the, the way that that they did the first season was that, um, Mark had found these tapes that Dan left, which Dan was a co creator, and then they just kept on kept doing that. So I thought it was a nice, nice little Easter egg for people that listen to the podcast. It kind of reminds me of um, like it kind of reminds me of the this this interesting like video like there was a kids videotape thing that um that my mom bought for me and my brother uh that we would play she would play it in the car I think I don't remember I think it was like the Adventures of something I don't I don't know it was like a kids <laughs> story and basically uh there was one there was one story about these kids being like being inside this like virtual reality thing. I think they're playing a video game called like Gloobers or something. They went to, <laughs> yeah, they went into the uh into the game and they actually experienced like everything. They're like, wait, so what level are we on? Oh, we're at the level where we all get tortured. What the <laughs> yeah, that's what this that's kind of what uh this adaptation this style of adaptation kind of reminds me of. So <laughs> but yeah, man, I can't wait till uh season two. I just I'm love looking. how original the story is about an archivist trying to, you know, who's trying to restore tapes just to solve a mystery. Very just, unique. It was very well but written. I ain't gonna lie. It's, very, it's different. It's very, it's very refreshing. And it's I didn't really and dark too. It's a lot of different things. But I ain't gonna lie, man. I had to take Dan's black card because after a while I would have just left. I said, fuck this. Well, he once he saw his dad in those tapes. He's invested. Look, I ain't gonna lie. You know about something like, mm mm, fuck that. I love you, daddy, but you dead. I gotta leave. Mm mm. I saw a demon in the screen. Mm mm. Mm mm. Well, that I agree with my black ass. Yeah, I, I, I get job, you. I get you. Yeah. But it's like, uh, it's like Melody's mom said, look, just finish the job, take the money, and then just walk away. I mean, he did get paid $100,000 for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, would, I, mean, I, mean I mean, he can't spend it now because I don't think the, I don't think that mirror to Mitch got money. Yeah. Got oh, the shit. <laughs> then, of course, he beat up the uh, um, he beat up his, his client 
Well, by the way, I really, I really like that actor who played, uh, who played Davenport. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've, seen him in so, I've seen him in a lot of stuff. Um, I think he was in Love Simon. I, think, I want to say he was in Love. Yeah, I really like that actor. So, he played the role well. Yeah, he played it well, but yeah, but seeing him like you know, I what really disturbed me about his character was that was how calm he was throughout the whole the whole series. Like he, he kept the same demeanor throughout the whole thing. I'm like. All right, this is about to, I don't want to pop. I don't, this guy's about to pop off. So when yeah. I saw him fight Dan, I was like, I was like, oh, here we go. I really hope that they break. I really hope that he's not dead. I he's really hope they. Davenport. I, yeah, I really hope they bring him in season two because season two, if you like, if you like this character dead, it, 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 he gets a whole lot better in season two. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because he, no matter the situation, he is legit. Just comes off as a corporate businessman. Like, look, just do the job, you get your money. The boss saw demons. Just do the job, get your money. Like Ice Cube infiltrate the dealers, buy the suppliers. Oh yeah, from. <laughs> but yeah, man. On to the rating system. On to rating. If I had to give this rating, no, I'm gonna give it that movie theater. Cause like I said, I can't give it gourmet. Cause like I said, a lot of. A lot of them episodes, some of them episodes just felt like filler. That, but that's the problem with forty having forty minute long episodes because you got to have some fluff in, in between there. Mm-hmm. Then the season finale was kind of disappointing to me, but I'm still very much excited. So I can't wait to see how they go. So it's buttery. I mean, not buttery. It's movie theater quality for me. What about for you, Robbie? All right. Oh, it's so interesting. So movie theater is like the second highest. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> So I may have to change. I may have to change my thing for Euphoria. But anyway, so yeah, so I'm definitely gonna give it movie theater. It definitely, uh, you could tell it was definitely shot on like a um, on an Ari Alexa camera or an FX9, one of the two. Um, I really enjoyed every minute of it. I love the originality. I just love the concept, the premise. I love, I loved every member of the cast, including that, including the actress who played um, Jessica, who looked like she was like six years, like. 10 years old when the actress is actually like 17. Um, I really, I just like the, um, I love the cinematography. It's far, it's actually my favorite uh, type of um, cinematography in terms of its color, its color grading. You know, I love the, um, you know, I, this, the finale was okay. Like overall the finale was good, but just like the ending of it was just okay. Just kind of like, just kind of stopped. I was kind of hoping there would be a little bit, a little bit more, but I will say though that um, it did throw me off a little bit between the dreams and, you know, it, I just felt like it was kind of flash cutting back and forth. So, but then like, I started to get used to it afterwards. So I'm gonna put, I'm gonna give it movie theater for now. So I loved it. Jordan. Same. I say movie theater as well. Yeah. Maybe quality, quality for originality is very original. Um, true. There's really nothing new under the sun to a certain degree, but it was so well thought up and everything tied eventually into each other nothing didn't make sense well I mean it might not make sense but they explained it you know there were no holes that they were just like oh yeah we know we did that a few episodes ago but fuck that we're no they came back and were like yeah remember that this is that so you know that was that was cool well yeah man that was you for that was archive 81 <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, we almost had to end the show, y'all. But before we go, we have just three more things to talk about. Now, one thing I know you probably not going to know nothing about. Yes, I will <laughs> but Robbie, I know you probably heard of a game called Halo, right? Yeah, 
No, I never heard of it. You ain't never heard of Halo? You ain't never went on the... You, you ain't never played the Fantastic Adventures of Master Chief? Oh, the is gr- that the one where you get to, like, you know, use the needle gun and then drive Hummers and then just, like, use the machine gun and the rocket launcher, the gravity acts? Yeah, and then you get teabagged by little 10-year-olds online when, when they shoot you in the face. So... <laughs> So yeah, man. Uh, and you get to drive Hummers and stuff, and then blow people up from like uh, five miles away. <laughs> well, yeah, man. So what we talking about? We talking about how uh, Master Chief has his own TV show on Paramount Plus. Now another streaming show that I'm going to buy. Damn it! Uh, I'm excited. In fact, I'm gonna turn this video on because I'm excited because I want to get my reaction because yeah, I never man. saw the trailer. Yeah, man. I, I'm. This is my first time seeing the trailer because. Like I was watching it on um watch I was watching the playoffs and then of course when I was watching on the NFL app when it came to the trailer the shit cut off like well thanks y'all yeah let so, me see I'm trying to get some right get some good lighting here All so right. this so right, this is right. the true this is the official trailer for Halo the series 2022. You. Humanity's best weapon. Master Chief, huh? Master Chief was enhanced and trained for one purpose. To win this war. He and the other Spartans are our only effective weapons against the Covenant. He is lethal, upgradable, and most importantly, controllable. Covenant forces appear to be excavating some kind of object. When I touched the object, I felt something. I felt different. What they did to us makes you numb. And you just decided to help me. Why would a Spartan do that? What does one do with a superhuman you're not sure you can trust? Hello, Master Chief. I'm Cortana. Master Chief recovered something. Sacred ring. Halo. Humans surrender to the Covenant. Cortana, I'm gonna need you now. Find the Halo, win the war. Oh, that was a Phil Collins song. Okay. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> like that's a Phil Collins song, but yeah, man. Um, what like... the... hold up, let me get myself settled now. I just had to get my recorded reaction to it. All right, but um, 
visually it does look it was kind of hard to see because obviously this the signal kind of made it a little lagging a little bit um but i thought visually it looked good i did i thought that alien looked pretty cool um with the needles and everything oh yeah no the cup um the covenant they they don't look cheap i was afraid that they would look cheap but it actually looks it actually looks good yeah like i thought the visuals look great i think master chief the design is you know perfect i mean the armor looks really cool um like um i will say though and it was kind of hard it was kind of hard to see on my end because obviously with the um on youtube the it looked it looked like it was lagging a little bit but i think some parts in the in, in that room in the base it did it looked a little cheap to me i mean you probably have a better a better view of it so i don't so you oh no these are sets like you can tell that these are sets yeah see 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 um i i knew i wasn't crazy it did look a little cheap um but i do think it looks like it could be fun you know i do like i do like the fact that um they um how they depict the master chief as just as this like human weapon and um you know like whose side is like how do you know that you can trust him whose side is he on and everything's um you know they, they did get the um the what they did get the weapon designs right i mean the oh, weapons yeah. look, those the weapons look really good i mean i i didn't see did i did they show the needle gun in there i didn't i don't know if i saw it i don't think so no they didn't okay um so I thought that looked pretty cool. I thought the I think the costumes look great, um, especially the one who said it said, "Oh, so you're Master Chief, the one with the um, with like kind of the tribal outfit that she had on." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that looked good. Um, really, I'm really looking forward to it. It's been a very long time since I played Halo, Jason. I haven't played Halo since we were both at GGC. <laughs> That's how long it's been since I played Halo. So you're, we're talking about ten years, like, yeah. but I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I was a little nervous about them doing a Halo series, but um, I'm going to give it a chance. Uh, I'm going to watch the trailer again um, just so I can see it a lot more clearer because it looks a little weird on my end. But it was a it was a good trailer. It, it told it didn't really spoil any. It didn't really spoil. Well, I guess it did kind of give away the, the basic plot, didn't it? <laughs> Find the Halo and save the world, basically. What, but even then, because if you don't play the game, you don't know what the hell that the Halo ring is. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, like I said, it has been a whole decade since I've actually played Halo. But yeah. they they don't show you too much. They just, they show you some stuff to get you excited. You know, they tell you, um, like, who the char- who Master Chief is and um, who is his, uh, his AI that he's, he's, who's always with him? Cortana, which they, which they, they got it right. I was happy they got it right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Cortana. So it was cool just to see all the technology. I thought that one shot with the um where it showed that city and had that um that that aircraft kind of hovering through it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It looks like it's underground. That looked great. That yeah, was a good man. shot. I really loved that shot. Um like the spaceship the spaceship um like I said I need to see I need to see the trailer again so I can see it more clearly on my end. But um but I'm looking forward to it. I mean, what do you think? Man, look, I'm I just started playing Halo Infinite like a few weeks ago. I started I playing the story. I remember playing that story made me remember why I like playing Halo because I love the character of Master Chief. Mm-hmm. And everything like everything from the trailer, it seems to I can say this now 
I don't know how it's going to play out, but it seems that they're staying true to the source material. They changing a few okay. things up because I thought that they would. It seems like they're not in war. They're not at war yet. It seems like they're priming for the war that you get thrown into in the first Halo and Halo Combat Evolved. So I'm I'm interested, man. Well, that makes sense. So it seems like this this at least for first season um because i assume that they're gonna try and um they're gonna try to at um and like um and produce multiple seasons of this show um i assume that this is just gonna be like the prequel series because you know i I gotta be honest with you growing up you know i started playing halo i never really understood the story (laughs) and i never really all i said was oh it's an alien okay kill it (laughs) well i mean the story i mean like the story is basically um it's it's pretty basic is it's uh you gotta just stop these halo rings from um you gotta stop the aliens from getting to the halo rings because they can i guess destroy destroy humanity now one thing i do have a problem with because this is a character i liked in the game i don't know if that general is supposed to be um the black like the black um general uh, commander from the games but i hope oh so they whitewashed her i really I really hope they didn't because I really enjoyed his character. I was even like, I was even broken up when he died in Halo Three. So I hope is he bald? Yeah, he's a bald. Oh blonde. no, that that was him. Oh, the, that no, yeah, no. They showed him in the trailer. He was bald. Wait, that, oh, I thought he was just a. I thought he was just another. No, no, he looked like a grunt. He looked just like no. Because remember in the games, oh. he's he's an actual commander. Okay. So, all right. Look, I, I, look, I don't know. I haven't played the game in a while, so I don't. I'm not familiar with all. I'm not too familiar with all the characters. So um, I hope they don't whitewash them. I, I really hope they don't. But yeah, man, I, I'm. I'm. A, I'm. I'm gonna watch it. I'm watching to come out. I'm definitely gonna watch when I come. When it comes. Yeah, it, it's visually appealing. The thing I will say about um, you know, we always complain about the CW not you know putting forth the effort in the budget, except for maybe Superman and Lois and maybe a couple other shows. But, um, but uh, Paramount Plus and you know Apple Plus and all these other networks, they they do a pretty good job with the budget. You know they'll definitely they they will definitely put forth effort to make it at least look re- um, realistic. Well, looks like I'm about to find somebody's Paramount Plus to steal now. <laughs> <laughs> See, the the thing is though, like you can we can only pay for so much for these streaming services, you know. Man, I just dropped twenty dollars for for Netflix, man. Yeah, because you know I'm because you know I'm much. bougie. You know I'm bougie with my picture quality. I gotta get I gotta get that four K. And Netflix, like, are you on that four K? Go ahead and give me um, Netflix, 4K. Disney Plus, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, Apple Plus. Hey, you might be paying for cable at this point, man. Yeah, exactly. I just it's too much. Hulu yeah but yeah so yeah. two more things we're gonna talk about this is sports related mm-hmm. uh yeah man so i i think the world is about to end robbie because one thing i thought that would never happen has finally happened and for everybody out there that don't know what i'm talking about the immortal tom brady has officially retired from the nfl after 22 seasons yeah he really is despite what y'all you know how y'all feel about him he really is the the greatest most accomplished quarterback ever and you will never see you know that you'll probably never see that level of dominance ever again 
You will yeah. never see anything like that. Well, except for the Atlanta fans, because I think 28, uh, what was the score of that game? <laughs> the final score was 34 to 28. They were down 28 to 3. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Falcons <laughs> fans, I'm sorry for everybody that still remembers 28 and 3. But look on the bright side. At least you lost to the GOAT. I'm probably going to get a lot of death threats after this from Atlanta Falcons fans, but hey, not, not really. I mean, these Falcons fans right now, I mean, now that bright Brady's retired, they're now like, you know, poking out their chest saying, Oh yeah, we're going to win the division next year. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I mean, Bruce Arians is still coaching the Buccaneers. Yeah. But yeah, man, <laughs> I, I yeah. was not, exp- but I kind of was apartment didn't want to believe it, but I kind of did see it coming because after they lost that game, that was it was like the first time Tom Brady was talking about life after football. Yeah. And I think part of the part of the retirement came to Giselle saying, Hey Tom, look, I know you love football and all, but these kids are getting older. Yeah. You, you gotta and be also, here with family. He can just be a coach if he wants to. I don't think he will. No, nah, but players like Tom Brady. Like, that's why I'm surprised that Deion Sanders does it. Players like Tom Brady, when you're that great, it's kind of hard to coach because you expect everybody to be as great as you. Yeah, although the difference is Deion Sanders, though, is coaching kids, you know, even, compared but, to, like, the, you know, compared to, like, you know, coaching, like, NFL players, you know, and Deion, is, Deion Sanders is trying to help other, um, you know, young black athletes, you know, push themselves beyond what, what's expected expected of them. Which is why he's a very important figure in college football. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. man, it's sad to see the man go because I—it's I, an end of an era. That is legit an end of an era. Yeah, I mean, literally the last twenty years was the Brady era of of um, the NFL. Like, I think, um, you know, he did he did beat my Seahawks, unfortunately, even though we were not a hundred percent. And because Pete Carroll decided to do something stupid, look, love you, Pete Carroll, but don't do that, man. Don't do that again. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, my I think um, one of the coolest uh, game-winning drives I've seen. They were playing the Saints, I think, in 2012 or 2013. Um, and I was telling Kanisha, Kanisha, I hope your Patriots beat these damn Saints because I hate this damn team. And like New England was down like 27 to 23. This was in like Foxborough, I think. And like I think Brady had like. 37 or 47 seconds left and then like when i saw him drive down the field that's when i realized yeah brady you, you really are the best i mean damn <laughs> that was one of the coolest game winning drives i've ever i've ever seen I, I mean i just i just couldn't believe it i'm like i know it's tom brady but i mean just the way he just executed the drive and everything it's I mean, it's just who he is i mean he's always clutch i mean he's not the the fastest or even the strongest uh quarterback but you know, it's all mental to him. You know, he's great. He's greater. You know, it's his um his leadership, his leadership, his ability to like read, you know, coverages. You know, he uses his brain more than he does, you know, with his than his other attributes. I mean, even when he went out for a block, he said that after the game, he said he was scared shitless because he knew he was about to get his ass kicked. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Man. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be hard to imagine the NFL without Tom Brady, but. Hey, it was about time. Now, yep. Now it's time for the young guns to take it, take over. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Jason, the AFC is loaded. It's not. I mean, 
Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. <laughs> I mean, Mahomes. Like, I don't think we're going to see – I don't think we're going to see a dominant NFL team at least for, like, a year or two because of how, because of how competitive it's going to be. What I will say is, though, the NFC, they got some catching up to do because they, they, don't, they got, like, two really good quarterbacks. Well, uh, I'll give it four. There's, like, four really good quarterbacks, right? But that, like, but two of them are getting old. <laughs> so, you know, so the, you know, ever like that game between Kansas City and Buffalo in the divisional round. Um, and I know I'm rambling a little bit, but that wasn't just any great game, Jason, between the Chiefs and the Bills. But that was a that was a like a an era defining game game because now all these other teams these um that are looking for quarterbacks they're like man we need to get a QB how can we keep how can we compete with Josh Allen and Mahomes for the next 10 to 15 years and also fellas yeah. and also fellas if your girlfriend says that you can't do nothing in 13 seconds Patrick Mahomes just debunked that that myth I'm so done with you Jason <laughs> oh my god but yeah man it's I'm sad to see Tom Brady go Another retirement and another spot I'm not ready for is LeBron to retire. But hopefully we get two or three more years out of LeBron. So on to uh, less pleasant things. Let's talk yeah. about this. Let's talk about this, uh, this problem that the NFL has. I have so, a lot of opinions about it, and I'm going to let you go first because I have a lot of stuff to say. Let's talk about this something, culture problem. Okay, so I love football. I love the NFL. But man, these owners, oh, did they get up under my skin? If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, this another coaching cycle has ended, uh, coach hire cycle has ended in the NFL, and yet again, no minority coaches have been selected. No, there's still some openings left. Well, it's still, but, but I'm pretty sure nobody's they're not going to get those openings just because of how the NFL is. But okay. I <laughs> look. These owners, for whatever reason, whether it's just naivete or race or racism, they get, I don't understand how they do not see them not how them not even giving black coaches interviews is a problem. This is a problem with the NFL. The NFL is 70% black, 70% African American. So I don't understand why you wouldn't try to get a coach that can relate to a lot of these a lot of these players and you got good coach candidates like you got brian flores who for whatever reason got fired from miami and he was actually doing he was actually one of the good bill belichick disciples um you got eric Bieniemy, who up until well i would say he, he was by the he was by the coach three in three super bowls but joe Sheist, but joe shiesty made sure that didn't happen but he coached in two super bowls and he and he was and he um was the he coach was with four back to back AFC championship yes. game. And he made he making his plays making Patrick Mahomes look good. So don't understand why he don't have a job. Um Les uh Jim Caldwell had a had a I don't think he ever had a losing season in Detroit, and he still got fired all them years ago. Now they got a nigga to let, talk about biting kneecaps. Um, you still got Leslie Frazier out there. Um, Dan Coley, they did him wrong. They did him wrong in Houston. David Cole, yeah, David Coley. Yeah, David Coley, they did David Coley wrong wrong in Houston. I mean, like, come on now. 
how can any in fact now i'm glad he got paid his 22 million dollars i'm glad he got that money but there's a lot of a lot of things i have to say about that particular situation but no coach should even want to go should have even wanted to go to the houston Texans in the first place but i'm gonna let you finish i'm gonna let you finish because i have a lot i have i really have a lot to say but yeah thing i gotta say is one thing to be racist it's one thing to be stupid but you can't be racist and stupid how you hire all these coaches that are that are not qualified joe judge i'm i i can't the only person i really don't have a problem with is joe judge because at least he had that shitty ass giants team fighting but people like josh mcdaniels who failed when they were a head coach before come on how you gonna give them a job Dan Campbell, we saw how that worked. <laughs> uh, we, um, two wins, two wins. I, I okay, I got to give what's the name Philly credit. I, I I'll give him credit. I will give him credit. But other than that, no, you keep on hiring these. You keep hiring these quality control guys. These um these um young OCs and DCs. But you have some seasoned coaching vets that are black and you don't want to give them a chance. Come on, NFL. Y'all full of bullshit. And Roger Goodell, I know it's not your fault because you tried everything you can. But it's these dumbass owners. Like, look, even though I hate the Cowboys, the Cowboys, y'all should have went for Eric Bieniemy instead of stupid-ass Mike McCarthy. Because now look now look where y'all at now. Looking sad, sitting at home with all, with all the rest of our teams. Because why? Because if you probably had a coach like Airbnb or a or a Jim Caldwell or Leslie Frazier, you'd probably still be in the playoffs. But no, since you decided to since you decided to not even interview black coaches for whatever reason, you stuck with what you got. So I don't feel sorry for anybody's team that's suffering that has a first year coach because you had options. So you know what? Fuck y'all and fuck y'all's team. I'm done. Yeah, it's Here's the thing. Let me just go through like all the, um, you know, all the black candidates who are available because there's no excuse for them now that for the, these NFL teams, because you have a lot of minority candidates out there, Jay. I mean, Brian Flores should not have been fired by the Dolphins, you know, because the Dolphins were terrible with Adam Gase. Right. And who, who should never coach be a coach in the NFL ever again. And I think the Jets learned that the hard way. Flores took a Dolphins team that I thought was going to be like the worst, one of the worst teams in the league for a couple of years. But in the first season, he won like five games and he was, and they beat more, they beat what most of the teams they beat were playoff teams. And then the last two years that he had back-to-back winning seasons this year, he was one in seven and they finished nine and eight with Tua Tonga Viola as their quarterback. And Tua's yeah. not like trash or anything, but he had an opportunity, they had an opportunity to get Justin Herbert. They didn't get him. They went with Tua, but I blame. I, in a way, I kind of blame the Dolphins fans for that because they kept saying tank for Tua, tank for Tua, when clearly Joe Burrow was the guy. They clearly yeah. don't watch football. And then yeah. you talk about, you know, the Texans with David Coley. David Coley, you know, in his defense for getting the taking the Texans job, you know, he's, he's coached for almost 30 years. And he's like, look, I'm not going to get another opportunity. I might as well take this job. And at least I'll get paid for it, even if I do get fired. I think that was his line of thinking because he knew and everyone knew, knew Jason, that was the worst possible job that any NFL coach should have. No one should have even touched that job. 
And then the Texans had, you know, had the nerve to try to say, oh, well, we're going to interview. We're, let's PR Eric Bieniemy. Let's go interview him. And Eric Bieniemy probably looked at that like, I don't want that job. Who, who would want that job? But I will give credit. I will give credit. I don't mean to cut you off, but I will give credit to David Culley because he, um, when he coached, he did have Davis, Davis Mills looking pretty good. And also, guess and guess who else was there? Pep Hamilton, who should have been at least yeah. interviewed ooh. for some head coaching jobs. Ooh, he was I'm, a passing game coordinator. Oh, I'm ooh, I'm sorry, Robbie. I'm keep sorry to cut you off, but that's one thing that has made me mad about Pep, Pep Hamilton. Mind you, y'all, he was the quarterback's coach in Justin Herbert's first year, and look how he did. Look how he did. With Davis Mills as his quarterback, and. I don't even know what to expect from Davis Mills, but he actually looked pretty decent. Like that Titans defense that sacked Joe Burrow nine times, Davis Mills looked like a franchise QB at the end of the season against them. Like, I'm like, who that, like, I, I just don't get it, man. I mean, Byron Leftwich, who is pop. Now I will say, I think Byron Leftwich actually might get a job. I think he's going to get the Jaguars job only because he has connections to that organization. He played for them. And I do think, I do think it's it's it, there's a good possibility that he'll get that job. That's actually the only like NFL team with the um with an owner who's not white, and he's actually a very patient owner, and he has no choice but to be patient because they have a rookie quarterback, yeah. Trevor Lawrence. So Byron Leverage will I think will get the job in um Jacksonville. That's just I do believe that I'm not. This is not just I'm not just hoping. I truly believe that he that's the job he's gonna get. Um, but you know like. You mentioned Leslie Frazier, who never had a quarterback in Minnesota. What do you remember about Christian Ponder, Jason? That his name sounded like a pond. <laughs> <laughs> Is Jordan still there? Is she laughing? Nah, she's asleep. Oh, oh, damn. But <laughs> Christian, Christian Ponder was his quarterback. Now, Minnesota, in, in fairness to them, they did give him like four years. They actually did give him a chance. You know, they actually at least they at least, you know, they try. But I, and I do think Minnesota will I think they'll they'll at least try to be fair. But, you know, Eric, the fact that Eric B enemy has been passed over by these head coaching jobs three years now, three, three, I think longer than that, like four years now. And I don't want to hear this nonsense, you know, about, well, Andy Reid is the one calling the plays. It's his offense. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. I don't want to hear that because because I got a bitch ass coach in the and I got a bald head bitch as my coach named Matt Nagy, who called play who who co who supposedly called plays and he was shit. So I don't want to I don't want to hear shit about ooh Matt Nagy. If you listen, I fucking hate you. Your point and to your point, you know Andy Reid had it be enemy Doug Peterson, who I actually do kind of respect because he has a Super Bowl ring, and Matt Nagy. Fuck him. You know, they all, they were all on Andy Reid's coaching staff. And you see, and it was a line, right? It was Peterson, then Nagy, and then the enemy. Doug Peterson went to Philadelphia, won a Super Bowl. He didn't call plays in, in Kansas City. Matt Nagy, like, went to Chicago. They did go to the, the playoffs a couple of times. With, with He did take the Bears to the playoffs a couple of times, even though overall he still didn't do well. Um, but he didn't call plays for, with, with Andy Reid. Eric enemy actually did call plays, and he won a Super Bowl. So don't give me this nonsense. Well, no, Eric Bieniemy is overhyped and all this. No, shut up. The enemy should have been hired years ago. I mean, you got like, like Jeff Fisher is probably not going to work in, in the NFL again. But he he tied the record for the 
for the um, losingest coach in the history of the NFL, but yet he kept his job with the Rams for years. The one thing he did right with the Rams was build, was build this roster. That's why that's why the Rams keep wreaking havoc against my Seahawks every year because yeah. of the team they put. Because the team that's the only thing I give Jeff Fisher credit for is that he's a good Jeff Fisher's a really good talent evaluator and he can coordinate a defense, but he is a horrible head coach. Yeah, man, and. But yeah, we ain't gonna dwell too much on that. But yeah, this is just a travesty. Yeah, I mean, Josh McDaniels got hired by the Raiders, and... <laughs> which, which, if you remember, remember, remember how he coached when he was a Denver. head coach. He was yeah. six and zero, oh, and then finished eight and eight his first year, and only won three games his second year. Shannon, Shannon Sharp even talked about talks about undisputed. Josh McDaniels was terrible. Like, why the hell? It, it, it doesn't make any sense you know somebody better give at least the enemy Byron Leftwich and the enemy jobs they better and now I'm hearing that the Vikings are talking to Jim Harbaugh to be the head coach I'm like oh I pray that he is because he because he in my division he gonna come up short it, it, it's it, it's ridiculous like Minnesota and Chicago they both hire black GMs and then Ryan Poles who comes? He came from Kansas City. I got a nigga named Eberflus as my coach, Robbie. Eberflus, and, and that's not all. <laughs> and that's not all. Although Eberflus over the years in Indianapolis, he did do a good job. But at the same, that's not what I Chicago need offense. Needs. Yes, even Dan Orlovsky and everyone like they they're talking about it like like Dan Orlovsky literally said when he found out the news. I don't care about Eberflus. Who's the offensive coordinator going to be? Like, how are you going to develop Justin Fields? You need. They, that means he better find a really good offensive coordinator. Like, I don't even care if we got to get, like, you know, a, a Ken Wisenhunt, who's actually pretty good, or a Mike McCoy or a Bill O'Brien or somebody. Jim Caldwell. Well, it would be an insult if it's Jim Caldwell. But what I will say this about possibly Jim Caldwell being the quarterback's coach, if, like, Matt Eberfuss does, like, terrible his first year and, and second year, you could promote Jim Caldwell and take his place and then – that could be a problem solved, I guess. That's the only, that's the only positive thing I can think of. But Minnesota better Minnesota better not hire Jim Harbaugh because clearly the NFL players, the 49ers um, specifically, they did not like playing for him. Richard Sherman and Doug Baldwin played for him at Stanford, and they hated him. Mm-hmm. They like they 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 talked about it. Like Sherman Sherman was saying that you know. You know that Jim that Jim Harbaugh was was a jerk. Now, recent now there's recent news saying you know that you know uh, that Jim Harbaugh has like has changed his philosophy since he joined Michigan, which ugh, whatever say you know think what you want to believe about that. I mean I, I I haven't been keeping up with Michigan even though Jim Harbaugh did do great. He did have a good year in Michigan. You know he did well, but I don't want to I don't want to hear his name. I do not want to hear his name in the um you know in the coaching carousel kellen moore well kellen moore he actually i i, I can vouch for kellen moore he did do good with the uh, with the dallas offense because they did look better until Dak started sneaking it up he but, wasn't he wasn't very consistent though i well, mean that, well, I, that's I honestly, Dak. well that's also because of Dak. <laughs> but but we are rambling too much about it yeah, but I just I, I did tell you that's why I wanted you to go first because I had so much to say. So, you know, Roger Goodell, you know, I'm not going to put blame you for it, you know, but Adams, you know, but he really needs he really needs to, you know, 
at least address this and talk about it because Adam Silver, like he said, like when he was asked about it for the NBA, he's like, you know what, we can do better. And half of the NBA have black coaches. Well, well, that's the thing, though. Um, the thing about Roger Goodell, he don't unlike the NBA, he don't have much power over these owners. Uh, so, yeah, that's true. So it's kind of hard for Roger Goodell to tell a billionaire white man what to do with his money. So it's just hard. It sucks, but it's just the truth. Yeah. And, and that's like the, that's really the biggest problem. I just think it's just sad that if you hire a minority candidate, you get like a third round pick. That's really, that is really pathetic. You know, it it is what it is though. It's the world we live in. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was our little rant on the NFL coaching hire the coach hiring dilemma but other than that man i had some fun tonight it was a good episode it was it was great you know um you know um but the moral of the story though you know just top it off and this is the last thing i'll say and we talked about this i spoke to my dad about this earlier like ladies and gentlemen everyone this is very important this is a very important life lesson to learn don't ever get comf- don't ever get comfortable with letting people disrespect you. Don't get comfortable letting people disrespect you. Because yeah. if you don't if you if they don't respect you, they don't belong in your life. Yeah. So, you know, j- just that it's a very important lesson to learn, you know. Yeah, man. Tonight was fun. All in yeah. all. Mm-hmm. Talk talk good bit, bit TV shows. So that wraps up another week of the Bring the Popcorn podcast. Join us next week because we are going to be starting what I like to call Bat Month, where we're going to do retro reviews of the good and bad Batman movies. That'll be fun. Oh, my God. I honestly don't even need to watch them, Jason. I've seen all of the I've seen pretty much all the Batman movies multiple times. We could just go ahead and just talk about well, nah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta rewatch them and get and break them and break them down. So I'm gonna do that. You guys might see some new faces on the show in the month of February. Big yeah. things happening in February. Can't wait. So yeah, that was this episode. So remember, folks, if you want to join the conversation, just join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash bring the popcorn, and that's B R A N G D A. P-O-P-C-O-R-N. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or if you just want to roast me, that's cool too. You can <laughs> you can email me at bringthepopcorn93 at gmail.com. That's B-R-A-N-G-D-A-P-O-P-C-O-R-N 93 at gmail.com. Rob, where can the people find you at? You can find me on Instagram at Bobby, B-O-B-B-Y underscore media on Instagram. On Facebook, you can find me at Robbie, R-O-B-B-Y, last name Abert, H-E-B-E-R-T. You can also find me on YouTube if you want to check out my content at Ambitious Films. If you want to look at my content, if you need, need a, if you need any video promos, if you need, if you have a short film that you want to, that, a short film script that you want me to adapt, you know, I got you. So see you all next week. And folks, I got you with the last when you come here. But remember, folks, when you always come to the reviews, just remember to always bring the popcorn. The popcorn. All right, y'all. We about to here. <laughs>